So, um, well, thank you for coming on today. It was really nice that you wanted to be involved. You're a self-taught digital artist um, and you're creating amazing experimental glitch art, which I really, really love. Um, but yeah, just like, what are you up to at the moment? How did you get into that? Tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so I'm Alison Tenenhouse. As you mentioned, I am a digital glitch artist. Um, I'm based in Boston in the U.S. and um, from New York originally, came here for school, and then like many people who come to school in Boston, just stay. Um, it's it's like this huge, like, I wouldn't say expat community, but it's kind of just like, just school lingerers <laughs> who make up a large portion of the population here. Um, but there are also like so many schools, so it's, it's a cool, cultured, smart, fun place. Um, and New York was always just like too intimidating to return to, and I'm very happy that I chose Boston because I'm able to be an artist here without as much, like, I don't know, like high class pressure sort of. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my background is mostly in writing, actually. I was always like a voracious reader and really into writing and at a young age, kind of for better or worse, teachers and other adults in your life just kind of like, they'll notice you have one particular talent perhaps and sort of steer you into that. So I feel like a bit to like the detriment of other disciplines, I was kind of just like, I'm a writer, I'm a writer, I'm a writer. And that was like how I identified um, so that's just the path that I took. But on the side, I was always really interested in visual art and design, really into music, worked at like record labels and with promo places and like would go on tour with different acts and like make merch and all this stuff. But that was always just kind of like the fun thing on the side. Um, so there's always different branches of creativity that I was involved in, but never in like an official capacity. Um, so I always was like, okay, well, that's just like the side me, but like the real me is a writer. Um, so I mean, even like through college, I took, when I had chances to take like electives, I was always taking visual art things, which like maybe should include me into something, but I was like, that's what I'm drawn to like for fun. But then when I like got a diploma, like I will read books and I, or at least some of them. Um, and, uh, didn't do all the assigned reading. That's okay. Um, there's other things to do. Um, and then, uh, when I was like finally out in like the real world, um, by the end of college, actually, I got really into like video art and film just in terms of, I had like a couple studio courses, like animation and video art I got, and then like film criticism. And I was like, okay, like, actually this is my thing. It's a combination of like visual art and writing and, you know, has like music involved and like, it's everything all in one. Um, did an internship at a film company and it was like really not my bag at all. Um, cause I realized like, to me, it really depends on the like particular style and the creativity involved. And especially like getting started at the, like at the bottom, I was just like transcribing interviews and I was like, this is not fun for me. And I also was more into like, kind of like indie art kind of a thing. And it was just like, unless I find the exact right project, this is just going to kind of just be torturous um so I was like okay I'm probably I should find a writing style rather than starting at the very bottom find a writing path that I like 
and can deal with doing every day and then do like the art stuff on the side where I have more creative control. Um, so I got into, so that the sort of the way to do that, I got into like marketing um, because I was like, I don't want to do journalism. I want to be able to be more experimental. So I got into marketing where I could have more fun with like comedy and headlines and storytelling. Um, and I was in a creative department that was just writers and designers and I got along with everybody, but I was like particularly felt a kinship with the designers. So I would sort of sit almost kind of like sidecar style. Like I would like sit at like a, a, um, in a chair at their desk while they were like flowing in my copy. And was sort of like watching someone play video games where I would see, I would kind of just like got my like secondhand exposure to design software. And I was like, okay. And I think different art classes and art history. So I never had like a formal design background, but I was kind of just like, immersing myself and absorbing it and so little by little um I was like okay well at the time I was really into Twitter so I was like writing all these like one-liners and kind of like slogan-esque uh like satirical wordplay tidbits um and I was like okay what if to get my just a creative outlet I started learning more typography to make my words visual so kind of like bridging the two um, and that was like a really good place to start. Um, it certainly was less intimidating than just like, okay, become a designer and like take all these classes and, uh, you know, just having like one kind of the way that I've started to, that I still operate is on like a, a project scale so that if I have a particular intention and discipline and direction, I can then like learn a lot as I do it, as opposed to just like starting from scratch, design 101, do some, you know, just do stuff to exercises you know, having something a little more specific that has, you know, a purpose to it. So I'm driven to do it. Um, so then I started doing street art, essentially, um, that was like typographic, whether it was like stickers or magnets or flyers, where I was just taking my tweets and making them artistic and putting them around town. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, now at the time I was like really heavily into Twitter, but I was like, okay, maybe this is the time to like break into Instagram and you know, get my art out there on, beyond just like these local little interventions that I was doing. So then like uh, the, you know, like hammered into my head academic that I was, I was like, I, you know, I have to learn all about Instagram and just like read about all kinds of apps and like, get, you know, this is like the beginning when it was like, people were really filter happy and they were just like, everything was, I don't know, this is, it was a different time in a way. I feel like that's kind of cooled off since, since then. Um, yeah. Um, but that was the golden age of Instagram filters. Um, and so through that, I found out about, um, Glitche, which was like my first glitch art app, um, and was really just using it just to experiment with like touching up the photos of my typographic street art to put on Instagram. But then I ended up kind of going like just by accident getting into like more abstract uh, variations on my work where you couldn't even tell that it was street art anymore or that it, that it had words. And it was funny because um, I liked it, but I was like so convinced that I was a writer that when I would apply to art shows, like I would only submit like my, my like, you know, more documentation or documentarian, I suppose, uh, photos of my glit of my street art. So I was like, I'm a word artist. Like, this is going to be easier for me to market myself if I just have, like, one thing. And then my dad, who um, 
has painted in the past is now getting more into it just on the side he saw some of my glitch art stuff he's like I think this is really good and that's the direction you should go in and I was like okay well that's something to think about um and then what really sealed the deal was one of my college roommates was checking out my art and she was like your pieces remind me of some of the like recurring nightmares I had as a child where I just would see like these like black and white shapes and they terrify me and I was like okay well like that's crazy and I'm sorry to like bring up past trauma but I was like wow if I can have if I can like elicit that strong and visceral response like maybe there's something there um so I was like because in the beginning I was sort of thinking like I'm not really I'm not an expert in this. I really don't even know, especially with glitch art at the time, I was kind of naive about it where I was like, I don't have any training. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I don't even know how to articulate what it is that I'm doing. And sometimes I would, I would create uh, a piece and like, I didn't even know how I did it. So like, how could I really kind of in, in contrast to writing where I was like so disciplined and so trained and, you know, knew all the terms and all the copywriting symbols, like, it was, it wasn't so much imposter syndrome as just, like, kind of, just, like, wide-eyed innocence of, like, you know, like, how, how, how do I even define this or, you know, define myself in this way, um, but, uh, it was, I, you know, I enjoyed it and people responded to it, um, so I was like, okay, so for a long time, I mean, it really was just for fun, um, and in the beginning, I did feel sort of like I was like betraying my roots where I was like, am I a street artist anymore? Am I a writer or anything? And I was like, whatever, I can, I can be many things. Um, there's no need to just, <laughs> I don't need to narrow in. You do, you, everyone feels like they need to put themselves in a box and they need to be this one thing. And it's like, I think we need to start realizing that we can be so many we can do so many different things yeah and I think especially with creativity like even just looking back there's so many things little lessons or little projects that I've now you know I'll kind of harken back to um in terms of like lessons I learned or I'll look at old projects and be like oh that was a really good color scheme like kind of what was on my mind when I did that like there's so much like self-referential stuff that I can do um across disciplines or whatever that I, um, you know, I do, you know, now I sort of choose my title based upon what specific opportunity I'm looking into, but I'm not only that one thing. Um, but I do find it is helpful in certain circumstances to present yourself as just one thing, just to like keep it easier for other people to understand. Um, so, you know, even stuff on like the dots where we met or like other creative networking things, I generally, you know, I'm kind of like, well, what kind of job am I looking for? What kind of people do I want to connect with? So I, you know, I used to put digital artist, senior copywriter, and now I've started to drop the copywriter stuff from certain platforms. If I'm just like, if I'm only there to like make art and I don't want to confuse people. Um, and then other advice that I've gotten from different people that I've met, um, is like, who are more experienced than I am, are like put in your portfolio or put forth the kind of work that you want to be hired for, because that's what people, people who are, especially like people who are hiring, who are looking for a creative person who themselves maybe don't have that experience, um, like make it easy for them to understand what you're about and what you can do because they may lack the imagination to like make that leap 
where you're like, oh, yeah, I've, like, you know, I've done, uh, clearly I've done, like, this kind of art, so therefore I could do this other thing, you know? So, like, until I started doing, like, having, like, a gig where I did wallpaper or a building wrap, trying to convince people that I could do that was more difficult because I, you know, especially with visual art or with, you know, installations, people just can't picture it. Um, so to be able to have, even if it's just spec work, just to be able to show people and get it in front of their eyeballs to be like, this is what I'm capable of doing or what I envision I could do. And they're like, oh, okay. I mean, even trying to, like my business cards when I used to do networking pre-COVID, um, I had art on it because I would find every time I started telling people what I did and I would say abstract art and like their eyes would just glaze over. They're like, that's cool. But like, you know, pardon the pun, like it was so abstract you know, if I was like, I make colorful abstract art, they're like, okay, like, you know, what do they, everyone envisions something different and it's probably not the art that I make that they're envisioning unless they've seen it. So then I was like, okay, I really, so then I just kind of lead with like my business cards that had my art on them and I was like, oh, I make this kind of stuff. And then immediately it clicked. They're like, okay, I see this, I get it. Um, so the power of visuals. Um, so, so yeah, that's sort of my, Sorry if you're going to have to do, like, a ton of editing. I tend to ramble. No, <laughs> no, it's all so interesting. Um, so, so that's sort of the trajectory as I was doing... I was, as my day job, doing writing on the side, doing art projects, and eventually I was like, okay, I need to, you know, take the leap and do more art stuff, see if I can make it. So now I'm sort of doing a combination of writing and art um, side gigs. I'm trying to push the balance that it's, like more art than writing but the writing is more stable it's a little easier to get um just because I have more experience in it um and my art style while versatile like I am a little more niche so if someone's like oh I you know can't not you know someone who needs art I'm not necessarily going to be the person for them <laughs> like there's so many variables that come into deciding who that person is um and I respect that. Like, if my style is just, like, not adaptable, then, like, that's cool. It's not for everyone. It's not for every purpose. Although I do have quite a number of styles, so, like, I'm happy to adapt. Um, <laughs> that said. Um, but I have found that I've had... There is, a, like, I think this difficulty if people don't see your work um, that they hear digital artists, and maybe it's the digital in it, that they automatically see that means graphic designer. So as soon as I tell people I'm an artist, I'm a digital artist, they're like, oh, can you do a logo? So eventually instead of being like, no, it's not what I do, I'm like, sure. Like, I'm gonna learn how to make logos because that's what people keep asking me for. And like, it is of interest. So I'm doing a little more graphic design stuff, including branding. I mean, I've kind of expanded to be like, I do branding where it's not just the logo, but it's also like, you know, I can help you with like the brand voice because that, you know, pulls from my background and then you know color palettes and background images and all that kind of stuff and I'm not doing it like just across the board um you know if some like sports company was like hey do our braiding I'd be like eh, I'm not the right person for you but like right now I'm working on um a new logo and some branding for um a local arts nonprofit that like is in, like involved in media arts and I was like this is perfect for me because I'm all about like local community and media and art I was like that's everything I am so like creating it the working on it is you know fulfilling personally and I understand the vibe because I'm like this is an organization that like I want to be a part of like I'm sort of like 
can I, can I join? Like, can, <laughs> can this be my clubhouse please? So, um, so this has ended up being a good fit. Um, so that's one thing that I'm working on. I'm also working on, um, it's, what's difficult that I'll say about, uh, creative projects is that the process is not nearly as like rigid and defined as like if I would do an, a writing project where it'd be like you need this many words and you have to hit this message like it is more amorphous um and also a lot of people if you're doing just like because I do a lot of um like low cost or like barter or just like how you and I interacted where it's just like for the love of creating and connecting I do a lot of stuff like that um, that's just like either I want to get to know somebody or I think there's like a cool thing I can do or it expands my mind or my network or whatever. Um, so I am, I'm working on uh, graphic design for like a zine for a local arts collectives exhibition and they're like, there's no rush. Um, you know, it's cool. And so of course, like I got like the initial designs done months ago and now I just like have had other projects that were more priority and this keeps getting pushed. So I'm like, hmm. So there, I mean, there is something to like, be like, if they're, if they were paying me a lot and had a deadline, then like, I would definitely fast track it. And it's not like they're mad at me for putting it off. Um, they understand, but, uh, you know, there is something to like the urgency of a more like esteemed gig to actually getting it done. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm definitely still interested in doing it. And I, I've been, but I, it's like at this point, I'm like, I've been saying I'm doing this for so many weeks or months or whatever. And I'm like, oh man, I got to get this done. Um, yeah, because it's start, now it's kind of starting to feel like, not like a burden, but I'm like, ah, oh, man. Like now I'm just sort of getting down on myself um, for like, you know, not that I think I'm lazy by any means because I know I'm like busy all the time. But, um, you know, there's, I think the... The feeling of accomplishment and feeling like you're in control, like, cannot be overestimated. Like, it really does, especially in a time of general world chaos, but especially as, like, a freelancer, like, I manage all of my own scheduling and project management, all that kind of stuff. So it can be uh, a little demoralizing when you don't get around to a project that's been kind of lingering for a while. Um, and even though like, it's all gravy, like they're cool with it. It's not a rush. They're happy because you're doing it for whatever cost and they want to work with you and they like your style and it's a good learning opportunity. Like everything else is going for it. But, um, you know, that's kind of just like one of the pitfalls of, uh, being a creative, I guess, in general is like, or having too much on your plate or be, or, you know, doing favor projects for people. And there isn't that sense of urgency from them. Like, and also just you're dealing, every new project you do, you're dealing with a different person in charge who has different expectations. Um, so it, it can be tiring, um, but, um, but ultimately I think really fulfilling. And I, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that I'm, that I careened in this direction. Um, and, and also just that it's, you know, it does provide some stability in terms of like having an array of different disciplines that I can look at if I need to like have like a mental palate cleanser, like I could, I couldn't, I can only write for so many hours a day. I can only do art for so many hours a day. I can only look at a computer for so many hours a day. But you know, like I also like on the side, like I cat sit just like now and then. So, and I, I walk. So it's like, if I, I actually am happy if I have a small writing project or, or if someone has asked me like for advice about like, I'll often just like hop on the phone and talk to friends who are like starting a new business and tell and tell them my background or, you know, some tips and tricks. It's helpful for me to have different things kind of like on deck 
Um, because, you know, if I'm walking back and forth somewhere, even for 15 minutes, like, if I don't have a topic to kind of chew over in my head, like, I might start getting really anxious about, like, I could be using this time to be more productive, but if I'm, you know, if I have something that I can kind of be working towards, whether it's, like, a tagline or an ad idea or I'm just kind of, like, who are some people I should reach out to or some projects I should, like, add to my website or whatever it is. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I don't... I don't know if that's like technically giving myself a break. It's a break from screen time. Um, but uh, I think just having, being able to have multiple things on your mind and on your plate, um, double-edged sword and that you can get really overwhelmed. But I also think it keeps me sane. Um, so yeah, just to be able to like switch my brain to a different channel essentially. <laughs> yeah, you've got to find that balance, haven't you? It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It definitely is. And I think also something that I didn't know when going into freelance. So like when I was um, working in house full time, I would hire freelancers. Um, and then I would kind of like see, you know, so I knew like what they were getting paid hourly. And I'm like, wow, that's so much more than I'm getting at my job. But I wasn't like, you know, mad at them. I just was like, wow, this could be really, you know, uh, lucrative but then like there's so much more that goes into it like they're not yeah maybe they get paid more for per hour but like they have to line up the work to be able to work so as many hours as they need um they need to do then all this back behind the scenes stuff whether it's like paying for insurance or you know like they're using their internet more at home so they need to like bump up their internet costs or whatever because they're not at the office um and then there's just so like I wrote out a list I have to find it one day where I was like how many jobs do I actually have that like are hidden behind the title of freelance and it's like I have to do my own lead gen my own outreach and networking uh my own accounting project management scheduling client relations file prep like there's just so much that goes into everything and I'm I really should make a checklist which would be easier for it but every project is so different that I can't I don't have any like determined template of process either so it's there's so much just like decision fatigue in terms of just like every little thing that I'm doing I'm like okay for this particular client like is it like what do I need to know from them when do they need something and I try to meet them where they are. So if someone's DMing me information, even though it's not my preferred method, because it's harder for me to then find that conversation later if I need to refer to it. But like, if that's how they're comfortable and like, I'm not gonna nudge them into something they don't want. Like I try to just be accommodating. Sometimes I'll like copy and paste it over into my own email for myself. Cause I'm like, okay, here, at least I have a record. But there's always like, I feel like there's so many micro decisions where it's like, do I email them now and say the files are coming or do I take like five minutes and like get the files in order? Or like in that meantime, are they going to be anxious? Um, you know, then asking like, oh, do you mean like just to confirm like horizontal or vertical or whatever it is? Like there's just so many little things that um, I do, like I do not miss, but I did, I maybe took for granted um, working for a more established organization where there was a project manager who was like, here is your creative brief. Here are all the specs. Here are the deadlines. Here are the people involved. 
just having everything laid out for you as opposed to my having to kind of like play detective every time like detective and also like assistant or whatever like there's just so many more roles that I had to become like yeah that I had to then become all of um in order to make my art and sometimes it'll take me like all day just to answer emails and just like reach out to people and I feel like I'm not you know I feel like I'm like moving like so many little like uh someone I think one of my mentors at an old job he was like I've been working all day and I feel like I got nothing done but I know I he's like I feel like I've moved like a little piece on the game board like in like a lot of pieces for like an inch but I'm but I'm so far away from like you know the finish line and um I think that's just kind of like uh attention you just have to get used to <laughs> unfortunately um and so the way that I started to think about it it's I mean I and I can't I'm not like you know, being self-righteous about this because I still fall victim to it all the time. But, you know, it's just like, I, I'm like, okay, I'm planting seeds. I'm planting seeds. Like some of these things I'm not going to see immediate results from, but like, cause so much of what I'm doing as well, like the, again, like the double-edged sword of like my digital art is very versatile, but therefore it can be really difficult to figure out like, what do I do next? How do I market myself? 